Why don't you give the, uh, the band a round of applause? They did a great job. All right. Well, as, as Kyle said, my name is Matt, and um, I'm one of the elders there, and I wanted to thank him for that, uh, that wonderful introduction. Um, well, first I wanted to do, like he said, um, Josh is in, uh, is in Israel, and uh, he sent us, uh, the elders, um, an email and wanted us to uh, to give y'all a message, um, basically thanking y'all for um, for sending them. And I want to. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. Um, it says, "Hey there, uh, things are great, and I'm having a blast. Uh, I can't put into words um, all that I've learned so far. It's just too much. Thanks for your prayers." It says, "Tell the church that I miss them all so much, and I'm beyond grateful for this opportunity. Um, I know I'll never be the same." And I um, just wanted to thank y'all. <laughs> for those of y'all that don't know. Um, we, uh, the church, um, the people in this church, uh, sent Josh to uh, Israel um, with a, a group called the Forge, um, and they're going to be in Israel for about 10 days, um, just walking the, the places that we um, read about and, and talk about. Um, and it's just a pretty incredible trip, and I think it's pretty incredible that uh, we have a church body that can, that can send uh, our pastor um, to do that. So um, thank you all for that. Um, what I'm going to talk about tonight is something that uh, the Lord has, has really been working on me um, as of late, and I think that um, it's something that I think we all deal with, and it's this um, idea of uh, this idea of contentment. And um, I think that contentment is something that I think we we deal with uh, every every day, um, or, or lack thereof. Uh, I think there are times in in some of our lives where things are great and. Um, we couldn't be happier with the circumstances that, that we're in. Um, everything just seems to be working out perfect. Um, but, I, but I think, and probably more often uh, for some of us, there are times when we're just not happy um, with, with how things are, um, with uh, certain uh, aspects of our lives and, and certain aspects of the, uh, the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Um, and I think that uh, we can all relate to that um, to some degree. And... Uh, so what I want to talk about uh, tonight is, is, is what to do with this um, and look at this idea of contentment and what it is and what it, it didn't um, and, uh, and how to handle both of these situations, times that, um, that we are uh, feeling great and that things are going well and um, times when, when things really aren't going well and, and, and times that we're uh, what you would call discontent. Um, I think it's, it's important to, to look at this um, because for several reasons. Um, it, it can, whether our contentment with our circumstances and, and with where we are um, uh, can shape the way um, that we view and, and react to our circumstances. Um, it can affect the way we see ourselves uh, and the people um, around us and, and the way we relate to the people around us. Um, it can also uh, speak to the way we view God and, and the way that we relate to God. And so um, I think it's something that's important to look at. It's something that the Lord has been teaching me a lot about. Um, and, and so I, I figured it would qualify me to, to share a little bit about what he's been teaching me, and, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll talk to some of y'all. Um, 
So what I want to do first is, uh, is um, just talk about some areas where um, we can commonly experience uh, discontentment. And um, this is no, by no means an all-encompassing list, um, it, uh, but it is some specific areas that um, either I've experienced myself or I've talked to people uh, and they've um, experienced. And um, so I'm just going to talk about it a little bit and, uh, and we'll go from there. Um, one of the areas that I think is pretty common um, uh, that people can experience uh, discontentment in is their, is their job. Um, I think many of us that are working um, have been in a spot or are in a spot where uh, for some reason or another, um, we just don't uh, enjoy the job that we're at. Um, it can be the people that we work with. It can be um, the people that we work for. Uh, it can be the fact that um, the job is not quite as fulfilling as we thought it would be or isn't meeting the uh, expectations um, that we um, that we had set up for it. Um, uh, so it can, be, it can be the amount of stress that's in the job. The, uh, there's just a lot of factors that can cause that, but I think a lot of us have been to the point where we just don't enjoy it and, and are not happy with where we're at. Um, another area that um, I think that we can deal with uh, discontentment in is, is our appearance. Um, some of us, when we look in the mirror, just not real happy with what we see. Uh, for whatever reason, um, there's a lot of insecurity in the way we look. Um, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. Um, so we're just not happy with that and, and, and wish it was different. Um, another uh, area, and I think this is uh, probably more prevalent or more evident now, is, is our financial status. Um, uh, I think it, that can be tough in today's society, especially with um, as materialistic um, as we can be and as society can be, um, and how it's just fed in our faces on a daily basis that certain things, certain material things, a certain amount of wealth um, is going to make you happy. Um, and I think it can be tough to, to face that, and, and some people struggle with that. They, they, they think that um, if I can just get this amount of money, then I'll be so much happier. If I can just get to this income level, um, things will be so much better. Um, another, uh, another area that uh, I think some people struggle with is, uh, is uh, relationships. Um, for those uh, people that are single, uh, I think there are some people that just struggle with being single, um, that struggle with not having that companionship, that struggle with, um, with being uh, in that spot and, uh, and, and feel that, um, that uh, in order for them to be happy, um, they need to be in a relationship or need to be married. And um, it can be a source of uh, insecurity, pain, loneliness, you name it. Um, uh, for some of us that are married, uh, I think it can... I'm not speaking from experience, but um, I think that uh, that uh, that can come up in, in your marriage, whether it be due to um, difficulties or um, problems that you're experiencing in your marriage. Um, maybe uh, you had a different idea of what marriage was going to be like. Maybe you had this, uh, you had set marriage up on this pedestal and, and thought that once you got married that things were going to be great and, uh, and that um, life was going to be uh, peachy. And, uh, and, so, and, and, and it turns out that you know, it's, it's a little tough. Um, and so I think that we can experience uh, discontentment in that. Um, another area is just the number or the, the quality of our, of our friendships. Um, I think that uh, um, we experience that probably from a very young age. And I, I'd be willing to bet that it does continue uh, throughout our life. Um, uh, another uh, area is um, just in, in church and in our relationship with the Lord. Um, I think some of us, the Lord has gifted each of us with, um, with certain gifts, and um, 
for some reason, we tend to uh, place these gifts on this hierarchy and, uh, and think that um, we uh, say the Lord gives us the gift of encouragement. And, you know, we are good encouraging people, and, but we want the gift of prophecy, whatever. Um, and I think that sometimes that can be a source of insecurity uh, within the church body. Um, again, you can lead to some comparison. Um, a place that's similar to that is, is you can be discontent with the role that you play in church. If, you, if you're not a, uh, a community group leader, if you're not a um, ministry team leader, not an elder, then you feel that um, you're not um, uh, living up to what you were called. You feel that um, either there's some insecurity that can sneak, uh, sneak in uh, and, and comparison. And um, uh, so those are just a couple ways that I think that can relate to um, uh, just this discontent within the church and with our relationship with, uh, with the Lord. Um, this list is not all-encompassing, um, but, uh, but it is some common uh, places where I think we experience uh, discontentment and, and unhappiness um, and, uh, and are just not happy with, uh, with where we're at in those spots. Now, um, what I want to clear up first is, is, is discontentment in all these areas is inherently bad. Um, and uh, the answer to that is no. Um, uh, there's definitely a healthy uh, discontentment to be had in certain areas of our lives. Um, and, I, and we're going to talk about that um, in a second. Um, but I would, I would suspect, and this is um, based off of my own uh, experiences and, and, and talking with other people, that uh, a lot of the reasons that we are discontent in, in the areas in our life, um, rooting some uh, unhealthy ideas and false expectations and um, not holding on to the truth about who we know the Lord to be and, and who we are in the Lord. Um, I think for some of us, there's always that sense of discontentment, no matter what. Um, no matter what stage of life we're in, uh, we're always just expecting there to be something better. Um, and, uh, all right. Um, so, um, what I want to do first is just look at some of the, uh, the unhealthy uh, reasons um, that, that we are discontent. And then, uh, and we'll talk about some, some misconceptions about contentment and some of the ways that uh, what, or what godly discontentment can look like. Um, so why do we experience uh, unhealthy uh, discontentment in, in some of the areas I've talked about? And I'm going to talk about several reasons, and again, it's not going to be an all-encompassing uh, list. Um, but, I, but I think that um, all these are going to root back to a, a common theme. Uh, and so we'll look at some of these individual reasons first. First one is uh, insecurity or misplaced identity. Uh, a lot of us tend to put our identity in other things, and a lot of the things we talked about, our identity is rooted in those, whether it be the opinions of others, our job, uh, our perceived uh, spiritual maturity, um, marital status, uh, you name it. Um, we uh, find our hope, we find our security, uh, we find our fulfillment in, in these things. And um, if they're not the way that we, that we think they should be, um, we uh, are unhappy and discontent. Um, we feel that uh, we're not uh, complete uh, when we look at some of these areas of our lives. Another um, area that, another reason why I think we, uh, we like I'm including myself in that, uh, experience a lot of discontentment is that we're constantly living in the future. Um, we are constantly looking ahead to the next a good thing that's going to make us happy. Um, for example, we're um, constantly uh, with our job. You know, if 
we tell ourselves that if this one thing were, were different in my job, I'd be, I'd be happy at my job. I'd be more effective if, you know, if I had a little bit higher pay or if this person wasn't um, working with me, then things would be great. Um, going back to the, uh, the marital status, you know, a lot of us when we're single think that constantly looking down the road, I can't wait till I get married, I can't wait till I get married, um, I can't wait till I get to that point where I'm just happy and I have that companion or I have that uh, person that I can share life with. Um, when you get married, well, I can't wait till I have kids. Uh, I just can't wait till I have that, uh, those children just run around the house. Um, when you have kids, I can't wait till they get out of the house. Um, uh, so I think we're constantly looking ahead, and I think you kind of understand what I'm talking about. I think we've, um, we've all been there. And I think the funny thing is that, um, that once we get to the thing that we've kind of set up as, as a gauge of our happiness, uh, it's not quite as great as, um, as we once thought it was. Um, so I think we can all relate to that to some degree. Um, I think another reason that we experience an unhealthy discontentment is that uh, life becomes about, about me, and it becomes about my desires, um, and my desires become supreme. Uh, I think this might be a little bit more subtle um, than some of the other ones, and it may not be, but um, life all of a sudden becomes about me and my desires, and if I don't get what I want, then I'm not going to be happy, or I won't be happy, or I can't be happy. Um, our desire and the things that we desire um, and our happiness um, become our ultimate pursuit and, and uh, end in, in themselves. And um, that, can, that can be dangerous. And it really can when we put um, our desire and our happiness as the ultimate thing to which we're pursuing. Um, and again, I think that can, uh, that can kind of sneak up on us. Um, uh, look at all these reasons um, that I've talked about. Uh, the insecurity, misplaced identity, um, the, um, the life, uh, the self-centered view of life, um, living in the future. Uh, I'm sure there are other ones that go into that category. A lot of those seem to um, root to a common theme. And, and ultimately, um, it comes down to this. When we, uh, when we experience this unhealthy discontentment, um, that seems to constantly be there. And it affects the way we view ourselves. It affects the way we view others. Uh, affects the way we view God. Um, we, uh, what we're doing is we're placing our hope and our trust in, in something other than the Lord um, and pursuing it for our ultimate happiness and fulfillment. And in essence, what we're doing is we're, uh, that thing is our idol. Um, and uh, like I said before, I think it's something that can happen uh, very easily and can be a slow progression. Um, but it's something that we, uh, we must guard against and must be aware of and must... Um, allow the Lord to deal with it, and we must see it for what it is. Um, now, um, before I, I move on to um, how to, what, what's our part? How do we deal with this? Um, what I want to talk about a little bit um, is um, some misconceptions that may arise uh, talking about discontentment. Uh, first one, uh, contentment doesn't mean that we have a, a, a lack of desire. If we're content, that means we're desire-free. Uh, we're, meant, we're not meant to live without desire. That's part of who we are. The Lord gives us desires, emotions. Uh, the problem happens when, um, like I talked about before, we place our desires and the things that we desire and our happiness uh, as an end of it in itself, and as uh, supreme in our, in our pursuit. Um, another, uh, another misconception that I, I want to make sure that we don't get into is Contentment doesn't mean that we're immune to suffering and pain. And, and just because we're hurting, uh, uh, that we're not content uh, and that we're doing something wrong. 
Um, if you'll uh, turn with me to um, 2 Corinthians 1, uh, verses 8 through 10. And uh, Paul has something to say about, uh, about suffering. Um, is that, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, uh, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. We were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that uh, we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt the sense of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. That's, that's pretty intense. Uh, pretty intense uh, pain, pretty intense uh, suffering, and I'd be willing to bet that most of us haven't been to that point. Um, I know I haven't. Um, but the cool thing is that, that Paul, there's a perspective in the suffering. And I know that's something that we've, we've talked about before and you've heard growing up. Um, but it's, it's important that we understand that, that we can have that, that sense of, of, of rest and contentment in the midst of suffering. Uh, you look at uh, the first uh, couple of verses, and, and Paul is very honest with where he's at. He expresses the reality of the situation, uh, that, that life, life's tough. Um, but I think the beautiful thing is that he gets to the second part of that verse, and he completely puts everything in perspective so that his heart can rest in the truth that he knows to be true. Um, that last part says, on him we have set our hope. Uh, on Christ he has set his hope. And, and that's huge for us, especially when we're dealing with this, this idea of discontentment and putting our hope in false things. Um, that's the only place to set our hope. Uh, I know we hear that a lot. Um, but I, I think it's t- sometimes we don't apply what we hear. And repetition sometimes leads to complacency, and we hear that, and we say, oh, I got that. But I think that's something we really need to, to apply to, to, to all areas of our life. Um, other examples of just the suffering and the perspective that comes with suffering and, the, and the, the rest, I guess you would call it, in suffering is throughout Psalms. I mean, Psalms is uh, it's one of my favorite uh, books because um, there is just complete honesty um, with the authors that are speaking in Psalms uh, with their situations. But I think the incredible thing is that you look at, um, at each of the, the chapters in there, that each time they go through and talk about how tough it is and how uh, enemies are all around them and, and that they're, um, they don't feel that God's there and uh, you name it, they, they talk about it. Um, they always come back to the truth uh, of, of the presence of the Lord. Um, and that's huge. That's huge, especially when we're dealing with this, this discontentment. Um, Another uh, uh, misconception that I don't want us to, to fall into is contentment shouldn't be confused with um, complacency or uh, laziness. Um, there is a, a godly discontentment. Um, we should continue, continually be pursuing the Lord, pursuing deeper intimacy with Him, um, allowing the, the, the discontentment with not knowing Him uh, uh, on the level that He has called us to, uh, to be pushing us forward. And I think that's going to continue throughout life. Um, we should be discontent with the world around us. Uh, I think we live in a, in a broken world, and there should be a, a healthy discontentment, a godly discontentment associated with, um, with the world around us. Um, uh, Philippians uh, 3.12, going back to the, the personal pursuit, uh, Paul talks about, uh, he says, that not that I have already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Um, Paul talks about that continuous pursuit um, uh, that is present. Uh, now the thing is, this godly discontentment shouldn't uh, be um, wrapped in a, in a layer of condemnation, especially when we're dealing with ourselves. Uh, I think it's very easy for, uh, for me, it is, 
for uh, if I look at myself and I'm not where I want to be spiritually. Um, instead of seeing the hope that is in the Lord and um, the, uh, the fact that his presence is there and the fact that he is constantly refining me, I tend to really uh, sometimes beat myself up a whole lot that I'm not where I want to be. And I think it's very easy for some of us to get to that point where that godly discontentment that's naturally there can lead to some very uh, damaging and, and painful condemnation and, and it can actually inhibit our pursuit. And so I think it's, it's important for us to, to be aware of that. Um, there should be a pursuit of, we talked about um, problems in our marriages, um, discontentment with our jobs. There should be a pursuit of, of better marriages, of better friendships, uh, of um, a pursuit of excellency in our jobs. Um, God's called us to that. But the, the important thing is that these all must not be done as a means to, to an end in themselves. Um, they are an extension of our pursuit of the Lord um, and intimacy with Him. They are done with humility, um, not to elevate ourselves, uh, but, to, but to glorify the Lord and, and to um, push a little bit deeper with Him and to experience Him better and to know Him better. Uh, and that's, that's so important when we're dealing with that pursuit. Uh, and in uh, all different areas of our lives, um, so I think it's important that we that we kind of address those uh, those misconceptions and, uh, and allow us to realize that there is such a thing as, as godly discontentment. But we have to keep it in perspective and, and understand what we're pursuing um, when we talk about that. So, what do we do? Um, this is the application portion, the practical portion. So, what do we do when we find ourselves? Um, with this unhealthy discontentment, or even on the other end, an unhealthy contentment uh, that can lead to complacency or laziness or pride. Uh, so, what, uh, so what do we do? What's our part? Um, first thing is to um, repent. And I think that's a word that sometimes can uh, kind of dig a dagger into our stomach or something like that. It can, it can be pretty painful. Uh, and I don't think it was, it was really meant to be. Um, I think uh, when we repent, we're recognizing that we have set... Um, these things as idols. We have set uh, certain things above the Lord as, as a means to an end for our happiness. Um, but the repentance should, should look uh, not at the, um, should not uh, have this sense of hopelessness. It should uh, point us to the cross and the grace uh, that is in Christ and the hope that is in Christ and his work in us. Um, there should be a, 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 a sorrow for, for where we're at, but it's a, it's a sorrow that pushes us towards a pursuit of him and not uh, beating up ourselves a lot. Uh, so I think that that's the first thing to do if, if this is kind of hitting home with you is, is, is to, to tell the Lord, be honest with him. Say, Lord, I, um, this is where I'm at. Uh, this is, uh, you know, whether I've realized it or not, I've put these things um, uh, as supreme in my heart and I, I'm, I'm pursuing these things because I feel like they're going to make me happy and they're going to make my life um, great and they're going to be the answers to all my unhappiness. And, and I think that uh, uh, the Lord blesses that. Um, let's look at uh, Philippians uh, 4, uh, verses 10 through 13. And um, this is probably <laughs> one of those passages that's uh, taken out of context countless times, especially if you played sports um, in, in high school. Uh, Philippians 4.13 was all over all our, uh, our FCA shirts and we can do all things through Christ, and we can throw a ball 100 yards. We can we can score 10 touchdowns in a game. Christ is in us. So um, I think that uh, there's so much truth in this passage, and I, and I hate that it uh, kind of gets gets misused because if you look at the context of the passage, there's so much truth, and especially 
when we're talking about um, this idea of discontentment. Um, so I'm going to turn to that and we're going to read that. Um, all right. It says, uh, I rejoice in the Lord greatly, and that now at length you have revived your concern for me. Uh, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And that's, I think, for the longest time, like, a, uh, we laughed about it, but that was true. I, I just looked at verse 13. And when you look at the entirety of that, that passage, it's, there's, there's so much truth in there. There's so much truth about how to deal with both extremes, how to deal with um, being in a spot where, um, where we're happy with life, where life is good, where there's no problems, where our job is great, our uh, relationships are great. Um, uh, but it also speaks to um, the other end of that, where, um, uh, where things aren't great, when we're in need. And I know that he's probably more specifically talking about financial needs or whatever, but I think there's so much application for all areas of our life that he, he tells us what the secret is. Um, and it's that last verse, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Um, we, we must place our hope in the Lord. And, and that's just, it's simple, and it's something that we've heard. Um, but, it's, but it's so true, and it's so, uh, it, it reaches into all areas of, of our lives. Um, I think it's crucial that we understand the meaning of this. What, what does it mean that Christ is our strength, that the Lord is our strength? Um, so we're going to just kind of take us, just go through some, uh, just thought process, I guess, is, is, is the right way to say that, of, of what that means. Um, the first thing, uh, when, we, when we gain our strength from the Lord, uh, we must turn our, our thoughts toward the character of the Lord. Who are we gaining, who's this, this God that is, that is giving us strength? Um, and when we turn our, our thoughts and, and, and uh, dwell and, and meditate on the, on the character of the Lord, uh, it answers a lot of questions. Um, I'm just going to name a few. We, we have a God that is completely faithful. Um, he is uh, supremely good. Uh, we have a God that's sovereign. There's uh, no circumstance or, or time in our life uh, that is outside the sovereign hand of the Lord. Um, there's no uh, time in our life that is wasted um, and in which he is not present and in which he is not working and, and wants to refine us. Um, we have a God that loves us um, beyond uh, anything that we can understand. Um, uh, and it's just, it's a love that uh, meets us where we're at. And it's a love that um, displayed itself in pain and suffering and death. Uh, and that's just a few. Um, when we turn to the, the character of the Lord, um, the unchanging character of the Lord, God cannot act any differently um, than what is put forth in his word. No matter our feelings, no matter how we think we see him, uh, God doesn't change. And, and that character is consistent. His presence is consistent. And we have to hold on to that, um, especially when we're looking at dealing with some of these things. Um, another thing is uh, we remember our identity. Uh, we remember um, who we are. Uh, uh, we are children of the Lord. Uh, we are his creation. Psalm 139, 13 and 14 says, For you formed my inward parts. Uh, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, just the intimacy that's in that passage, uh, the, the intimacy with which he is involved with every aspect of our lives, um, 
He is newest from the beginning of time. Second uh, Peter uh, one uh, verses three and four. I want you to go ahead and turn there. Right, it'll be on the screen. You can you don't have to turn there. Uh, it says that uh, His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness uh, through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. It's a pretty, and I, I think Josh has talked about this passage probably a, a number of times. It's a pretty powerful passage um, that uh, His Spirit is at work in us um, and as, is able to meet any need that we have and is able to get us through any situation. That's, uh, we have everything we need that has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Uh, and we can rest in that as His children. Uh, we can rest in that. His, uh, his spirit is at work in us for, for his glory and is refining our character and his likeness. Um, now, <clears throat> what we must do with, with these things is, is there must be a persistence in our pursuit of the Lord. I know for me, a lot of times, if something doesn't work right away, um, then I tend to move on and try something else. I'm very impatient. You can ask my parents about that. Um, that we have to be persistent in, in pursuing the Lord and, and pursuing uh, refinement uh, in these areas. This is uh, not something that's going to come overnight. Um, look at uh, verse 11 uh, in uh, Philippians 4, verse 11. Paul says, Not that I am speaking of need, for I have, an important thing is it says, For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Paul had to learn. He, it, it was a process for him as well. Um, so I think we need to be, um, you know, give ourselves some grace to know that it's not going to happen overnight, but persist in pursuing uh, our uh, intimacy with the Lord. Persist in dwelling and meditating on His character. Persist in uh, meditating on, on our identity uh, in Him and who we are in Him. Uh, continue to do that, uh, again, in spite of your feelings, in spite of your emotions. Um, mention that a lot because our feelings can, and again, I know we talked about this before, but our feelings can, can beat us up and can toss us around and can, um, and can be inconsistent. Uh, I think too many of us, I, I'm included, um, kind of allow that to happen. And uh, truth that is as strong as it is, truth goes beyond any, any feeling we have. And we must persist in that truth. Um, that pursuit of the Lord, we must be persistent in prayer, uh, in community, and this. Uh, and being around each other, encouraging each other, being transparent with where we're at. Um, we must persist in our study of, of, the, of the Word, uh, uh, our time in the Word, persist in that. Uh, we must persist in, in praising the Lord uh, based in truth. Uh, Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, again, I will say rejoice. Uh, and then 1 Thessalonians 5.16-18 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. And uh, this is not a, a praise without base. This is a praise based off of the truth that we just talked about. Uh, it's a praise that is based off of, of who the Lord is and, and how He has shown, uh, shown up in our lives. And it, and it is a praise that is not, uh, uh, not, not rooted in emotion, it does produce emotion. Um, but we don't, uh, we praise regardless of how we're feeling. And we praise based on truth. And, and as a response to who the Lord is. Uh, I think one more thing, uh, ways to, to fight this is, is submission slash humility. Uh, just that realization that life is not all about me. Um, 
I think that uh, that comes into um, perspective when we look at the cross and uh, and what happened there and 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 what happened for us on as a result of that. Uh, that there's, there's there's a lot bigger things, and not that our happiness is not important, and there's a lot better th- a lot bigger things going on than just our happiness and 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 what we desire. Um, we're pursuing the Lord for His glory, and the cool thing about that is that we're submitting to uh, the purposes of a holy, righteous, good God, um, which and giving praise to a holy, righteous, and good God, um, which. That's the only. He's the only ultimate good thing that is worthy of of of, of glory and, and praise. Um, and I think the encouraging thing is that since he's called us, that we can be confident that he's going to accomplish this this heart within us um, as we pursue and, and persist in obedience. Um, so this, I'm going to close up. Uh, I came in here not knowing how long I was going to be up here. I, I've never done this before, so I, I could have been up here for 30 minutes. Could have been up here for an hour. But it looks like we're going to get done a lot quicker than I thought. Um, but uh, in closing, I'm just going to summarize. Where, where does your hope and your trust lie? Um, is it in your uh, job, uh, in your relationships? Do you base your contentment off of, and uh, your rest and your peace uh, off of how your circumstances around you are going? Um, how, uh, people, how you think people view you, the opinions of others? Um, does our hope and our trust lie in those, or is it in the Lord, um, His death, and His resurrection, uh, His character, and who we are in Him? Um, I think if, if you're at a spot where you find yourself um, uh, having placed your hope or fulfillment in, in something else, you have to, the first place to start is, to, is just to admit it to Him, like we talked about, um, and to realize that, that the Lord is at work now. He is present now, and uh, there is hope, and that he, because He has called us, He will accomplish it. Um, because of, of who He is, and because of who we are in Him, there is always hope, and there is, we can always rest, and we can always be present in, in the circumstances that we're in. We can always hope that He is um, at work in the circumstances that we're in. And we can always... Um, uh, we can always hope and just rest in that. And not that it's not good to look ahead and to plan uh, for the future or to desire certain things or to have desires, um, but we, <clears throat> we have to uh, make the Lord our ultimate pursuit. Um, so that's, that's all I have. I think we're going to get out of here a little early and, and go, go eat. I'm sure a lot of you aren't going to be too upset about that. Um, but what I want to do is just take a few minutes and uh, just uh, let y'all uh, respond to, to where the Lord has you. Um, uh, i have the band come up in a second. We're going to pray. But uh, just allow the Lord just to speak to where you're at, uh, whatever end of the spectrum you find yourself, and um, allow him just to, to speak his, his truth. Uh, so we'll just, we're just going to pray, and we'll go from there. Father, I just thank you so much for the truth of who you are and for your faithfulness and for your character and for the grace uh, that, is, uh, that is given toward us. And I pray that, uh, that we will uh, continue to, to persist in pursuing that truth, Father, that we will 
just understand um, who you are uh, more deeply each day, and that we will just trust, um, God, that wherever we're at, that whatever circumstances we're in, uh, good or bad, God, that you were there, and that you were uh, in refining us uh, into, your, into your likeness. Uh, Father, I thank you so much for the promises that we have in you, and for the hope that we have in you, and for the truth that is in you. And, um, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that you will speak to our hearts tonight. Uh, Lord, we love you.